Do you feel as if reality has been altered? That something or someone has interfered with our collective present moment? Then this is the podcast for you. This is the sound of duality. This has the sound of a DMT molecule as it travels through your body, opening you to the knowledge that you seek. It's also the sound of sheep and bliss, wandering this universe and the concept of Sonder as you play a lead role created by these two states of being. Pull up a pew and take a seat. This is a podcast of all you touch and all you see. The guests are everything in between. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the duality of each state of being and the very thin line between each. Welcome, everybody. This is Drew. Co-host Jennifer. Hello. And our very special guest, Soraya. Hey. His show, Where Did the Road Go? And I have a feeling this is going to be a really interesting discussion today. Um, it's already started off as a pretty weird day for me, <laughs> as it was. But uh, one thing that's cool is uh, seeing everything actually working correctly on the podcast. Everybody sounds good. So that's that's a that's a plus. It's a good start. Didn't, didn't start good. My fault. But... Anyways, um, Soraya, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell people about your um, your site and your and your show? Oh, and I did want to say real quick, I really do love your site. I, I actually, for some reason, I don't like black backgrounds, but yours is perfect. Okay. I love it. I mean, everything, the colors, everything. That just just wanted to make that statement. I really do. <laughs> Um, well, the show's been going for six years, but I've been involved in this stuff. I mean, I was interested in it from the time I was a kid. Um, and it, it spans the whole thing from consciousness to, you know, UFOs or whatever. I mean, anything that, that goes into that fringe sort of stuff, the only stuff we don't deal with is conspiracies just because it's such a divisive sort of subject and tends to be such a rabbit hole of a subject as well. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you, <laughs> you have to tell me that. <laughs> at, at one point, uh, you know, I had sat down and said, "Well, let, let me look at all this nine, you know, nine eleven stuff." And by the time I was done, and I wasn't so much done as much as I stopped, and I'm just like, "There's no way to know what's real here." <laughs> right. So There's way too much. Yeah. So okay. most mostly, I deal with the, the weird, and you know, trying to come up with better questions to ask about this stuff, and and what part we actually play in the perception of weird phenomena. Um, I don't think that it's a separate thing from us. I think it's a co-joined sort of uh, experience, if not entirely coming from us. Yeah, it's true. It's very possible. And is there really a difference at a certain point? Yeah. And you have your radio show too, right? The, the music. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, well, I mean, they're both on the radio. They're both on FM radio, and then the Where Did the Road Go gets podcasted. Uh, the music thing I've been doing just under 25 years, which is wow. all kinds of underground metal, punk, hardcore, goth, yeah. industrial stuff. That's what stuff. I wanted you to mention. Yeah. <laughs> to get that out there, it's so cool. That's what I've always wanted to do, man. Yeah, we do. And that's we, so awesome that you're actually on a real radio show. Yep. Yep. And we do, uh, we, we focus on underground stuff that doesn't get aired anywhere else. Cause I figure, you know, with the technology today, I mean, I've always done that, but especially with the technology today, if you like, uh, you know, Judas priest, you, you can hear Judas priest anywhere. It's the stuff that you're not going to hear everywhere that I try to dig up the local bands, the unsigned DRI. stuff. Oh, even DRI though, you can find anywhere. I mean, like the stuff that's like, literally you know, not out there. You go really and, deep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I look, I look for the unsigned stuff, the independent bands and stuff. And we have bands play live in studio and stuff like that. Cause there's oh, plenty of great yeah, stuff. Awesome. It's just the exposure and the problem with exposure today. I mean, now you right. have the internet, but the internet is so vast. There's so much stuff out there. It's overwhelming. You get overwhelming. Yeah. And the B-sides, you know, just the B-sides is stuff that, that people never hear. True. You know, I guess it's a different age. where I, That's what I always wanted to, to do if I had a show um, on that was just to play all B-sides of, of records, you know, <laughs> instead of, uh, right, <laughs> the stuff that nobody ever gets to hear. Now, is there a link so, on your website to listen to your radio show? 
Yeah, the show's actually archived on the website, uh, but it's not on Where Did the Road Go? It's on thelastexit.org. Because the show is called The Last Exit for the Lost. And we have show we have shows from 1996 up. I mean, they're sporadic, but from that time to present. And I have tons I just haven't had time to put up because it's, it takes some time. Time-consuming. Um, and we and we have been putting up just the like on our, we have a YouTube just for the interviews and live performances that we do too, so that's linked on there. Oh, great! All right, good. Well, as I told you, I'd, I'd give you a, a little little break, but we'll all kind of throw some things in there. But um, I figured I'd, I'd maybe start because there's a few things that I've never really mentioned to to anybody. Je- Jennifer knows about a a few of them, really most of them, but I was even thinking yesterday, um, the earliest memory that I've ever had, you know, if you've ever thought about that, you know, what's the, what's the earliest memory you've ever had? Mm -hmm. And I think I was like three, four, I was really, really young. So I remember I was on top of, I think it was the dining room table and it was a bowl of, of fruit. And I remember, focusing on this bowl of fruit and making some of the fruit move. So I don't know if you'd call that telekinetic or what you'd call it, or maybe it's just a mismemory. I don't know. Right. But I just thought of that. Well, I shouldn't say I just thought of that the other day. I thought of it before, but I was reminded of it the other day that that was, let's just call it the first, you know, high strangeness, you know, kind of thing that had really occurred in my life. And, and I've, I've definitely had a, uh, an eclectic life, a very interesting life. The people that that know me, that you know, and a lot of it will start coming out on on these podcasts, you know, slowly over time. It takes takes time, you know, sure. especially when you're new of, of getting this out. Because I thought that was interesting too, and you and listening to you and the guests that you were you were talking to and the episodes that you sent us, and I think he even mentioned that that you know a lot of us that are real, you know, that, that, you know, aren't making stuff up. We don't like to talk about it. We actually don't, um, we don't really bring them up. You know, we do a lot of listening Mm -hmm. and a lot of researching, but we're not out there just blabbing our mouth, right. To like anybody that's, you know, willing to listen. At least I don't think for the most part. Um, because, uh, you know, that's one thing that I, that I hate is, you know, just name dropping and just, you know, kind of some crazy people that are out there that, especially in the UFO community and, and, um, you know, that's, that's all over the place. I'm really glad I'm not, not in that. I love that subject, but it's a, but it's a crazy community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, with all, yeah. Right. That's, that's also a really hard one to unpack, but I do have some interesting things about that, that going on after that, the next things I can remember. And I, and I want to mention because it does play a role here and I don't know how, but I'm adopted. And I was, I was adopted actually at 18 months of age, which is very rare. And, um, I'm just about 50 now, you know, so this was the late sixties and, you know, back then, you know, they don't, they didn't really understand or study the, uh, the connection, right. That you have, that you, that you build, especially with your mother or, or, and your father, Mm -hmm. your, your family in general, that those are your formative years. And, um, you know, I won't really get into it. There's some personal stuff there, but anyways, but they, they did try to keep me on my father's side and, you know, just eventually did put me up for private adoption and I was adopted by a, a, we'll say a wealthy family, a well-to-do family. So that was fine. You know, that's, that's good. You know, nothing wrong with that. Um, but anyways, I just figured I'd mention that because later on at another point, I, I have a feeling that some of that comes, in, comes into play because everything happens for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I'm starting to kind of find out now because my my main focus for a long time has been time, even though I, I don't have the time to read as much as I used to. I used to be a voracious reader to every one of these subjects. Yeah, me too. I started it was, I was probably... Right? Yeah, exactly. That's where you start. So especially before the internet, you know, it's being a little bit older. So I was about eight or nine and I had two, um, absolutely insane, um, experiences. But then again, this happens to a lot of people, but you know, the, the typical, uh, uh, you know, paralysis, um, 
that I literally saw three beings at the end of my bed in shadow, you know, the typical kind of short, uh, but I couldn't really see that much. So I, I can't say, and you know, I was, you know, some grays or whatever. I don't know. But what's been floating around in the back of my mind because I'm, I'm so drawn to time and I keep getting these massive dumps of information, um, especially let's say in, in the past four or five years having to do with time dilation, which we'll save for another show because, right, that's a rabbit hole, definitely rabbit hole. Well, <laughs> it, the, the, the time, the D-Wave computer and all that kind it, of it, stuff. It's, it's funny because uh-huh. well, right. we, you, you, we mentioned the music show, and one of the things I tend to ask people on, when you know they're on the music show is what their earliest memories are. Yeah. And and usually it's yeah. it's around three or four years old that people initially remember stuff. Um, but memory is such a weird thing. It's not because you're not it's a, it's not storing data like a computer. It's recreating with bits of data. Um, like uh, when I was a pieces and parts. Yeah, and when I was a when I was a little kid, uh, we lived on Long Island, and there was a massive snowstorm. And they, my parents couldn't get out. And so they had, and I, I don't know how old I was at the time. I was very little, um, but I was able to walk. I know that. Um, they had had the neighbor who was going to make a run to the store, pick them up some milk. And when they came back with the milk, they handed me the milk because I wanted to go take it inside. And I started to take it inside and I fell on the ice and spilled the milk everywhere. The funny thing about this is I don't have any memory of that. But my mother telling me the story has created a memory of that. So I can picture it happening, even though I don't actually remember it. Yeah. So, Recreated it yeah. you know, based off of what she was saying. And, 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 and I keep getting these weird feelings that they, they may or may not even, even be true. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but I just get this, this feeling of a time shift going on. Um, of, of just something really strange that I've, I felt since the nineties that people weren't talking about back then, but now it's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger that, you know, everybody just had this feeling that something isn't right. Something is wrong with the world. And that's what I was getting from people, but not so much on the time. Anyways, go ahead. But I just throwing that out there. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get that sense of things, honestly. I haven't looked. I haven't. I haven't yeah, looked no, at the really videos you sent about it yet, but I've never really gotten that sense. Oh, that'll freak you out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if that'll make you have that sense or not. But what's interesting is, and I should say, after those events, let's put this in order because after that, it happened. It actually happened to me twice. The, the second time, I didn't see the beans, but I kept having extremely bright lights shine into my room. I, I had a, a large room and with these um, French doors that opened up out onto this balcony and we were on the, the intercoastal down here in Florida. And so there's really no light supposed to be outside at all, not like super bright. And this wasn't the moon. This was just a constant occurrences where the, the light would be so bright and then I would get the, the paralysis. But then I just had that one occurrence, like I said, where I actually saw beings. But then there was another time that my parents, while I was having the paralysis and I knew something was going on, they were downstairs and having a dinner party and they started yelling upstairs to me, Andrew, keep it down. Like I was making noise. So this noise was coming from somewhere else and some other thing and not from me. And they even corroborated that. My dad actually, I talked to him about that years ago. He's passed on, but we did talk about that once before. And he was even amazed by it after I explained that I was I was in a state of, of paralysis. And, and you know, that feeling that you, you'd want to scream, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yelling, but, you know, to this, nothing comes out. And so that was the, the, second, the second time. Um, and then having to do with that afterwards, I also was got, you know, like the cow's hum, the hum that's heard all over the place, yeah, the different yeah, yeah. parts of the world. I was getting that, but nobody else was. And it, it started towards my late teens, early 20s, and it lasted about a decade. And it was only at night. And it was coming from outside. It was not inside. It did not have tinnitus. You know, it wasn't anything like that. 
And no matter what I did, you know, I, I tried to talk to people about it, you know what that's like, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people look at you like, you know, there's nothing there. There's there's no sound. But I would hear it with just like a, mm, mm, like a pulsing, super loud hum that just, and again, it lasted approximately, you know, maybe 10 years up till I was, I was about 30 or close to 30 thereabouts. Um. And I'll just mention one other thing, and then we can talk about what, whatever. But there was another interesting thing. I got married very, very early. So I went through some traumatic things. I actually escaped from a, a cult, which which will be an episode <laughs> that we'll do. I laugh out of nervousness just because it's going uh, to actually be somewhat of a dangerous thing. There's, there's a lot out there about it. And this was massive, massive news back in the early eighties. I, I, I don't really want to say anything about it right now, but the, but the point that I'm just bringing that up is saying, because it, it caused some of this and some of this fear that occurred afterwards, after what had occurred to me there and things that I saw and things that I'd witnessed and, and had to go through after escaping and uh, even testifying for, for Congress because they, they raided this place. So maybe people can pick up a hint from there over, um, it's kind of a blend of, of Waco and, and Jim Jones. It's that, that would be the best way to, to explain it. But, um, but it made me into a survivor. It, it really, really did. And it gave me a lot of defense mechanisms um, after that occurred. But I got married when I was uh, 19. And my wife, I found out afterwards, um, had RH negative blood, and so did her mother. And her mother was into um, this is really weird, but her mother was into black magic. And for some reason, even after the marriage, and I don't know why they just didn't stop it to start with if they didn't want it, but they really did not want we married to their daughter. And so she was casting all of these spells is the only way that I can, I can put it. Cause I knew what was going on then. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smart guy. You know, you had mentioned something with your guests about intelligence. And I think a lot of us that deal with high strangeness are intelligent. We, we don't talk about it cause I don't really care. I don't make it into a thing. You know, I, I, I dislike people that talk about stuff like that. You know, like I have IQ of whatever, whatever. We're just smart people or creative people. And, um, but you know what they say about the whole thing with the RH negative blood and then her mother was RH negative and I don't know what my blood type is. And she was sending us to this woman that was supposedly just reading our cards at the time. Um, and then she just started doing me alone. And then it became a, a weekly occurrence. <laughs> you know, this isn't normal. Um, and I, you know, I started to figure that out. And then, you know, taking photos of us, you know, in front of a, a bunch of candles and things, and then finding out later that she was doing all kinds of weird rituals. Anyways, the long story short is we got divorced, you know, and I almost positive this was the, the cause. Um, but I decided, because I was so upset at the time, I was so young, you know, it was very traumatic to me, another traumatic event and another, let's call it abandonment you know, I'll say that for the first time live on air. It's a big issue in my life is, is abandonment issues. So I decided that I was going to fight back and play some magic of my own and went to the library, I think, or, or to the bookstore. I can't remember where I went, but I got a book myself and started casting my own spells and even dug an effigy. I can't remember the whole ritual that I did, but it was on a blood red moon. And I was living with who would become my second wife at the time. Um, we both dropped out of college. And that same night, Soraya, I heard you mention something about the voices that you heard. That same night that I did this, as loud as can be. And this girl at the time, we weren't sexually involved. She was actually sleeping on the floor. We were, we were in a motel. And in my ear, I heard, Andrew, everything is going to be okay. So it wasn't a bad thing. It was like a really positive 
female voice. And I jumped up and, and I asked her, um, I won't say her name, but if you did, no, she was fast asleep. Um, this wasn't her, but this is as real as us talking right now. And um, so I wanted to ask you about that because I heard you mention that once or twice. I think you said you were in the car coming back from somewhere. Oh, and that's where your name came, right? Didn't yeah. Like your name I'm Raya was whispered to you, right? Say, say that again, because you were very, very name muted Raya, there. Sorry, that. your your name yeah. Raya. Uh, was oh, it wasn't whispered. It was very right? loud. Right, yeah, loud. Right. Yeah. That was coming back from a Scorpions concert, actually. That's right. That's right. I remember you saying that. What was that like? I mean, uh, what? startled. It startled. What, what was the? Meaning? What was what? What, what, what was the meaning, or what did you think was the meaning? At, uh, the at the time, I wasn't completely sure, but I had the distinct feeling it was the name I was supposed to use, and then I didn't because I didn't want it. It was a weird name. Like, why would I use that? And then once I started using it, stuff started changing. Like, it started bringing stuff to me. As your yeah. name or just as, like, an on No, as my name. name. Wow. I mean, because at the time, I wasn't on the air. This was, like, 91 I started in 94, okay. uh, so like I started just putting it on, like, you know, using it as my actual name, as well as when I wrote stuff. Uh, I was doing a music zine and stuff, so I started putting that on there um, and just started using it as my, my outgoing oh, name, that. you know? Yeah, sure. And then yeah, and then there's a last name, too, and I didn't make it out when you said Ask it. Kath. Yeah, that, that, and that that so, that oh, yeah. came because yeah. I knew there was a second part to it, and I was told what it was, and I forgot, and so I sort of meditated, and that's the best I could come up with as as to what I was told. Come up with, yeah, that's wild. The closest mm-hmm. I can come to is just changing my name to Drew from Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an interesting story. That's because I feel more like an ant, like a Drew. Though my birth name was Jason, mm. so go figure. I don't know. <laughs> now, is there any special meaning to yeah, Soraya? Have you looked up or researched the word and see? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's so the name really didn't exist before it was given to me, except in very remote spots. Um, when I initially started looking for it, I couldn't find anything. Uh, but this was, you know, like when the internet was first starting, I started looking for it online and found nothing. Eventually, there are some very obscure books of the Bible that that have the name Sariah. And there is a similar name with an extra I in the, I think it's the Mormon Bible. And that means Prince of the Lord. Uh, the version, the actual name can be found in some, like I said, some obscure books of the Bible, and they talk about uh, someone defending, uh, I don't even remember what it was, some kind of treasure or something. They were guards, basically, and one of them was named Sariah. Uh, you don't... Well, it sounds you, you don't see the name at all. There was one woman in the 1980s that there was, I, I found recently, uh, from, I don't remember where it was, Jamaica or something like that. And it was a court case. And her, and so her name was up in there. And I'm like, okay, so that's mm-hmm. one. And then there's nothing <laughs> until the late 80s or the late 90s where it just suddenly starts propagating everywhere. And I know a few people who have named their kids after me because they really like the name. Their kid. So in a sense, I kind of brought that name out. It It didn't really exist in public, you know, anything until I started using it. Well, I don't like about it. It, it, it's, it's literally can be a girl or a boy's yeah, name it's, too. It's, it, it's a, it's just, such it, a is, cool it name. is used primarily as a girl's name at this point, but it originated as a male name. But it's got strength behind it yeah. too, though. And yeah. when I, when I did the, when I translated them into Hebrew and placed them on the Kabbalah, they, the two names are balanced against each other. One on the right side, one on the left side. So like the more I the more Black I dug Oak. into them, the more they kind of like represented balance, like both names. Right. Let's get into that because what I wanted to mention real quick when you talk about balance, and I, I talked to Jennifer about this earlier, but is in is in symbology and symbols and and that's another thing for some reason ever since I, I've been young, I've been drawing symbols, just doodling, no, not having any care in the world of what they are, what they mean. And a lot of them very intricate 
that once I look at them later in life, were almost exactly the same as uh, what are they called mandalas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and especially just and just simple ones, spirals, 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 spirals everywhere that I look. You know that I've just been drawing my entire life, and then another one which is a um, uh, pyramidal, um, uh, pyramidal. Can't even say it. Uh, like a pyramidal. Um, let's call it triangular <laughs> would be right. better. Um, symbol, but it's it's fractal in nature because if you keep drawing it, it would just keep going on and on and on forever. And that's what I've always been attracted to is uh, is fractals which again makes sense you know going into the whole time issue because i have some some theories behind that and the whole fractal fractal nature of uh reality Mm -hmm. of the possibilities there especially on some uh dmt experiences that i've had where it was very very strong like that's what it was specifically meant to be shown to me was the fractal nature of things which goes back to I can't remember if we had actually started recording or it was before we started recording where you had said you know where everything could possibly be connected together or like Jung had you know the collective unconsciousness or is it all separate states of consciousness that we have but to me I'd lean more towards the collective because of just simple things like pyramids all over the world, right? Where, why were they built? Why are they so similar? Even though it is a simple design, there is that, but still, again, there's so much. I I don't know that you need um, to go to collective consciousness to that. I would say that they, all these cultures came down from one massive culture that existed pre ice age that was mostly destroyed because all of those cultures that have pyramids also talk about civilizers who gave came through and gave them their their crafts yeah yeah absolutely yeah always just just one you know almost like the prometheus you know um archetype Mm -hmm. Giving me on fire. Yeah, that's interesting. And I've, I was just watching something the other day too, which really grabbed my attention. Really did. It might even have been one of the videos I sent you. I don't know, but you know, take your time. Who cares? You know, look at them whenever you want or don't. Um, I can't remember the really cool guy Paul that hooked this up together. Mm-hmm. I love him so much, man. But his mind goes so fast. He sends know, me so much stuff. I I can't keep up. <laughs> I can't keep up at all. I don't know where he gets the time to send this stuff. If you look at this. If you look at this today. I'm like, no. But I'm focusing on this guy today because there is somebody I found today. And he's got a whole like uh, toe theory of everything. Oh, but this guy isn't even a physicist. This guy is just like yeah, a, a kid. But he's not the surfer guy. Oh, okay. If that's okay. who you're thinking of. Yeah, because I think I knew you were going to say that. There's another guy. This guy's different. He's younger. Um, this guy looks to be in his mid-20s. And I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but I'm excited to, just from where it's leading, from where he's starting with. Um, we got a little off track, but yeah, but that's really cool. But that's kind of where I'm at right now mm-hmm. in looking at stuff. Um, and then, of course, dealing with the whole D-Wave computer and... and uh, you know, because everything that they're telling us, obviously, you already know that they're 10 to 20 years ahead of anything that they're saying, not just the government, but these are private companies. So they're going to be even more secretive and, and more in control over their proprietary, you know, mm-hmm. technology. So, um, you know, with just the double slit experiments and, and showing factually, and they don't teach us at school, they don't explain any of this to people, but that time can go backwards and it does because it's an effect of the double slit experiment from collapsing the wave function but this d-wave computer is so powerful and it's doing it because you're only shooting one electron right at a time and you're doing the the double slit experiment i don't want to go into the whole thing explain it we'll do that on another episode right (laughs) but so you're shooting the one electron but this d-wave is doing this on orders of magnitude that are like hundreds of millions of times um, more powerful so to me, that's why I'm starting to lean towards that feeling that I had that something happened back in the 90s, because it would start to reach back further and further and further in time to changing little things, just little things like the Mandela effect, where I tie into that, where that started as a crazy conspiracy, right? And everybody was this, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And the more I look at it, 
the more I'm just really convinced these aren't misplaced memories. Some are. Some are obvious that they are. But there's some that are just so obvious. Um, you know, and I, I can't right now just off the top of my head name a whole bunch of them, but but there are. But there's quite a few that just can't be explained um, other than just something seems to be toying with the timeline or if it's not toying with it, if it's not some type of entity or being or whatever, that it's, it's just the fabric of the universe itself because we're screwing with it. I'd like to say another word that I won't say, but you know, we're really messing with things that we know nothing about, or maybe we do, maybe we do actually, I shouldn't say that because I have no idea what we know. Well, out I, there. I, 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 but feeling I get is that we don't. I, I, I thoroughly be. suspect that time moves both forwards and backwards. We just only experience it forwards. Oh, definitely. Right. So, so sure. we're, sure. we're affecting our fa- uh, past as much as we're affecting our future, but we don't know that. Yes. I've been having a long discussion with somebody about that. I'll end up listening to this podcast um, last night and yesterday um, for hours explaining this um, to her. And um, because of some events that had happened <laughs> also in my past, <laughs> more and more and more and more, but um, about how some of these little changes and even just thinking about it right now and the discussions we were having could literally be changing the past as we speak because we're just repeating it over and over again. Because Soraya, we all know this. I mean, even right now, we cannot prove three seconds sure, ago happens. Sure. We can't. It's yeah. an impossible, right? I mean, that's pretty logical. Even though we all feel that it did, we, we, we can't. Um, and it's, it's very possible. And there's a lot of, of DMT experiences. I haven't had that one specifically. I've heard a lot of other people, though I did have one that I do want to mention that, that is very similar to this and close to it, to where I it actually opened my eyes, you know, and you're supposed to keep your eyes closed. But this was very powerful. I had taken a very, very large amount. And I tend to do this by myself when I shouldn't. <laughs> I just do. Um and I got up and I went into the bathroom and all of a sudden I felt like a, a rubber band had been pulled my body all the way to, like, to the left and all the way to the right. And all the way to the left was the past, all the way to the right was the future, and in the center was the present. And I was hearing these voices all at once from both sides where the past telling me, you'd already done this, Andrew, you just screwed up, you just did this, you just did that. It was actually kind of negative. And then the future one was saying, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Just be patient and just wait. You're going to do it. And I can't put the whole thing together now because they're, they're hard sometimes, you know, if you don't write them down directly mm-hmm. afterwards. But then all of a sudden, I I remember the rubber band snapping into the present. And boom, all of a sudden, I was like back into the now, so to speak, even though I wasn't completely out of the experience. But it just seemed like another hint to me that something was telling me that I was on the right track. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense in my thinking. So, and who knows? You know, I could be a hundred percent wrong, right? Well, we all could <laughs> be a hundred percent wrong. That's where I'm at. Yeah, we all could. Yeah, we probably are hundred percent wrong and hundred percent right at the same time, right? So, you know, I, I, I don't think there, I don't think there is any hundred percent right, though. I think that that what, what, the more we learn, yeah, the more we have questions. You know, and oh, that's yeah. why that's why I say, you know, my my goal is to find better questions. Yeah, it's yeah. the rabbit hole. And to see you could go down and down and down. You're right. The better questions. I like that, Soraya. That's a really good statement because you got to put some order to it, or it can really drive you mad. It can it can make you literally insane. I've I've, I've been there, man. I've <laughs> well, it, it, I think it's also it's also I've a matter of there. not getting so caught up in it that you can't walk away from it. Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm starting to learn to do that more and. I have a business venture that I've been working on for the past three or four years, and that's causing a lot of stress in my life right now as well. But what that's also done is it's caused me not to read as much, which is a shame because I'm not picking up books like I used to, which I should be instead of being on the internet and on all kinds of crazy sites that, again, just lead down rabbit holes or YouTube. Again, you know, just what do they call it? You know, just it's not the rabbit hole where you just keep following you know, video yeah. after video after video, you know, or it just keeps getting cooler and cooler and you can't put it down. 
And then with somebody like me who has clinical insomnia, it's the, it's not the, the right thing to be doing because, you know, then I'm up for days. I've been up for eight days straight, Soraya. I just, it's serious. I, I really have. And it's happened a, a number of times to me. And nobody knows what that's like. You, you talk about, you don't need to take drugs. You talk about hallucinating. And, um, but the more tired you get, which is weird, the more you can't sleep. It's the strangest feeling. It's the weirdest I, thing. I've been there. But, you know, eventually the body yeah. crashes. You know, there's no way you eventually do. But, yeah, but eight days, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet you probably have. You probably know that person like that. Yeah. That's your, your body your body goes into sort of a zombie state where it just keeps going and you lay down and your body's like, what's what's this? <laughs> yeah. And then nothing stops. The brain will stop. Nothing will stop. And then have you been going? Remember I asked about the physical change? I won't mention what it was because it doesn't matter. But I had asked because Jennifer and I have also found something interesting going on. And it might be mumbo jumbo. You know, I, I really don't know because I'm a very skeptical person mm -hmm. too. And you should be, right? We all should be very skeptical of things. But these body changes that I've been going through, a lot of my full body shaking, I'm fainting a lot. I actually full out fainted just like three days ago. And, um, and then just standing up, sitting down, just a lot of lightheadedness, uh, muted colors, colors aren't the same. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just the sky, you don't get into the whole chemtrail thing. That's all the rabbit hole, right? But, um, you know, just colors being different. And then I found these videos where people are talking about that we're moving into this fifth dimension, you know, and, and different vibration, but I've been hearing stuff mm -hmm. like that for years, you know? So I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything to that or not, except that these though, and Jen, wouldn't you admit if you watch the same one, these are a little bit more specific though, than just the normal, we're moving on, you know, like the Diane Cannon, it was very cool, but she's been talking about this stuff for a really long time and nothing's happened, but these are really specific, like on like exactly how I feel physically. And especially, and with the time thing too, that, that I feel like, like time is speeding up and not just because I'm getting older. That happens as we get older. We all know that time is faster. See, I would argue that. I don't think time is going faster. I think we just do more. You know, when you're a kid, you're, you're bored, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for things to do, but at a certain point in your life, yeah, you're, you're, forever, you're, right? you're so busy that you're just going from one thing to another and it makes time seem like it's flying. But I think time moves at the point that your that your brain processes things. So when you're, when you're running that processor at full time, seems like it's moving I'm a lot quicker. I'm open to that, but I do think though, but I'm also open to the other side, but I am open to what you're saying. Cause there is, there, there is truth in that. You, you are absolutely correct. And especially in this world that we're living in with technology, it's, it's, I read a great book years ago. It's called the white hole in time, you know, dealing with uh, the spiraling in of technology. And this was even before they got into the whole singularity and AI and all that, and, but just how fast things are going and the human mind can't keep up, you know, where the, our, our evolution is still the same, but the technology and everything is going so fast that it's driving people, you know, absolutely crazy. So I do take that in, into account. But I still just do feel this other side to it. There's something else weirder about time. Maybe it's not a speeding up, but again, it's it's that splitting off. Like I feel like I've got one foot in one place and another foot in another. I think that's a better okay. explanation, actually. Um, and then I'm pulled in two different directions, and that's where some of those memories might be real yeah, or might not be, alternate be real. Reality. Like, like my past might not even be real. It could have been something completely made up from a different earth, a different time period, a different dimension. And things have shifted because of these D-wave computers or, or the AI that, again, we know is a lot more sophisticated than what they say. Um, so I don't know. But I, I, I still thought. think that they have not cracked AI as far as giving something actual consciousness. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I I get that feeling too. I don't. I don't think and, so. And, either. And almost in a contradictory degree. sort of way, I think that there is a a sort of consciousness to everything. The Turing, test. you know, like like the universe is conscious. It's just yeah. not conscious in the way we think it is. And the structures we're creating for AI are not enough for consciousness to take hold in in the way that we want it to. Yeah. 
I believe that too. I really have for a long time. I don't remember the name of the book, but there was another one I read back in the, again in the night. Everything we've seen was it the that with the nineties. <laughs> fact, I hated the nineties. I really did. I hated the nineties. I hated the music of the nineties. I hated everything about the nineties. But anyway, but I read the book. But that's what it was about. It was about the universe being intelligent. And, but yeah, there's and I did not and a godlike intelligence that literally the universe and planets and the, the stars and everything is has some type of consciousness behind it. And, and I, I do resonate with that. I, I, I think there's got to be, there's something, something to that. And I think all three of us would admit that, that you know, in for half a second that we're not the only sentient oh, no. beings, you know, in the universe. So, right. I mean, that's, we already know that that's a given um, with the three of us. So, and with a lot, and a lot of other people that are listening right now too, for sure. So, um, like even the Catholic Church is fine. They come out and said it. I, I don't think they even had a choice, right? Didn't they say something like that? Didn't the Pope say, you know, we'd, we'd be willing to accept oh, yeah, aliens yeah. if they came down, you know, because of course they want to convert <laughs> to Catholicism <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so what is that like? You didn't uh, Hawking <laughs> say that, you know, that's the danger though, because, uh, you know, it's like yeah. the doors coming over here and what they did to the American. I, I yeah, take I know. most I of what Hawking says salt. with a grain of salt, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't think he was as great as everybody puts him on that pedestal with like with Einstein. And he made actually yeah, well, he was a brilliant mathematician. And but that doesn't mean that of his course. his theories yeah. based on that math is right. I mean, you could use math to prove almost anything. He couldn't see things like Einstein, right. whatever you call them, the thought experiments, right? Like in your mind, like a spatial. I'm very spatial. I can't, you know, forget math, forget it. I'm horrible. But I can see things spatially, you know, that a lot of other people can't. And But not to like his degree. I'm not saying that at all. But just as an example, um, I don't think he was that way like Einstein was or some other people. I think maybe like Richard Feynman um, would be another person that could think spatially. But, uh, when, you know... A saying that aliens coming here would be like the conquistadors is implying that they're like us. And there's no reason to assume that any aliens we have contact with are going to be anything like yeah. us. We may have already had contact with things that we just don't even understand our alien life forms. They could be gaseous. They could be, they could take any number of forms. You know, what's weird about that. I love that conversation because I, I've been subscribing to that for so long. But then all of a sudden I thought one day that if everything is, is somewhat uniform and if, and if life evolved here, however, panspermia, whatever, okay, who knows, right? Um, however it did develop or, or, or was brought here specifically or, or some type of human form, you know? Um, again, the rabbit hole, so let's not go there. But um, I would think more now, I'm leaning more towards that life would be similar to us, at least close, meaning arms, legs, something similar to that, eyes, um, just because of the, of the basic nature of, of having a carbon-based life form, even though, you know, there's things in the silica and quartz and base light and things that they speculated on. But I don't know why. I just, I've just been leaning towards that for some reason lately that... Um, you know, the, the whole Star Trek thing, as crazy as it is, there might be a little, a little truth to that. You know, even though they just threw people in makeup and they all look the same, every, every single alien species. But, and I don't think that they would look that human. Well, but just similar, you know. the, the And, and even when we make AIs, I always think, why are we making them look like us? Why don't we, you make them, you know, useful to us, but maybe look more like an octopus mm -hmm. who seems like it would have a lot more, huh? And they wouldn't an be octopus. <laughs> but and an octopus has scary, a lot man. more ability than we do. I mean, they're not <laughs> on the land. They don't build things like they do, but they, they, if I remember right, they use tools. They have these. Yeah. No, and you got the perfect example of what you're talking about, Soraya, with an octopus. That's why if I was going to lean in the other direction, that would be the one because they are so intelligent and cuttlefish. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, so you're right. So when, exactly. when you look Absolutely. at that, it's like, why why wouldn't they be more like that than us? You know, we may not be the the best example of what it takes to to do things in this in this reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially on an ocean world, 
Yeah, they they have the perfect form. I mean, they're, form and they don't, you know? if I remember right, they don't even have a standard brain as we know it. No, that's right. It's, yeah. it's, it's throughout their entire body. Yeah. That's how the, the chromatophores and everything, as they call them, that's how they change the colors and everything in their body. I used to be a dive instructor at one point in my life. I was a paddy uh, scuba diving instructor. So I did a lot of diving all over the world. And I got a lot of really cool footage of, of uh, octopi and especially cuttlefish. I really like cuttlefish. Cuttlefish are really cool and, and, and also as smart, if not smarter than, than octopus are. Um, some being born to like little babies, like smaller than like the, the tip of your, your finger. That's really, really cool. <laughs> it sucks. It's all on VHS and, I had them turned into uh, to, uh, CDs years ago, but I've, I've lost them. And then I had somebody borrow one, and he lost it. And I can't replace these; these are irreplaceable. Right. I can never get them back again. Um, we were even testing things for National Geographic. We were testing a thing called the Shark Pod. In fact, when you ever if you ever watch Shark Week now, the yellow thing you see the divers have. I know I never watched this stuff anyways because I did it all. I actually did this stuff. But we were testing this thing called the shark pod, but it uses an electrical impulse against their uh, uh, their um, line of um, what do you call it? their lateral line of uh, lazuli that um, they use mm. to find blood and, and other fish in the water to hunt them down. But it sends out an impulse and scatters them, and it worked. It actually worked for every species that we encounter, and we did it, it encounter every species. The only one it didn't work with was white tips, but they're very docile anyways. So it really didn't matter. It was a wash, but anyways, yeah, that was pretty cool doing that. I didn't do it personally. There was some security guys that were with us that did it, but of course, yeah, if you take the, cool. the, the octopi sort of shape and mix it with a human shape, you start getting Lovecraft like creations. <laughs> yeah. Cthulhu. Am I saying that right? There's so many. <laughs> yeah, there's a thousand ways to say it. it like if I remember right, the actual thing was supposed to be far more uh, rough, like Cthulhu or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I couldn't pronounce it. He, he said, like, in and he was like, indescribable. I mean, and, granted, there's there's and, this imagery uh, like, we have of Cthulhu now, but the whole point was that it was something that didn't fit into our time frame, our world frame. Now, he's got a word for that. His what was it? It's uh oh my god, and he used it over and over and over again, and it means indescribable, not ethereal. It's uh oh my god, it's gonna come to me, it'll come to me. Jen knows my memory, my short-term memory is so gone, it's like could just forget about it, but it'll come to me. But he used to use that word, and everybody jokes about it. Because anytime he had to explain something like that, he would mm, use that know. term. You, you usually it's uh, just undescribable. Like now, whatever, forget it. <laughs> It's just undescribable. That's what he should have just said, actually. But everything was just so uh, just poetic, you know, in, in his in his writing and verbose. The uh, the, the the big terminology, the verbose. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep, it's perfect. Oh, um, I've just been sitting so back Jen, and listening, you? and um, silent. actually, you've asked a lot of questions um, that I. <laughs> had scribbled down, but um, um, one question I did want to ask Soraya, and we touched on this just briefly, but um, the Mandela effect, have you um, experienced that yourself or have you spoken to, have, have you spoken to others? No. I, I've spoken to people about it. I've never, there's, there's nothing to that. As far mm -hmm. as uh, my experience goes, um, probably the closest one would have been the one Jim, Jim Elvich, when he came on about uh, digital consciousness, he talked about um, the, is it Goldfinger, I think, from James Bond, where the scene at the end with the girl wearing the braces, yeah. and now if you look at it, she's not wearing the braces, and I'm <laughs> like, okay, that that's an interesting, yeah. but I'm, you know, I'm I right. saw that so long ago, yeah. I wouldn't trust my memory to it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I trusted. I, that was happened. She more, did more have traces. More than trusting my memory, I feel like it's a. It makes more sense if she has braces, mm -hmm. you know. But it's okay to be skeptical. I mean, it's. I don't. 
But I just, again, like I said, I'm getting so many of them though. It's just like they keep happening faster. And that's why, and I hope you do, if you do have time, take a look at some of those videos because you might start thinking about it because I think that theory is the more powerful, again, that these quantum computers get that they really do. They do affect the past and they even admit it. They say it just out loud and they say they are tapping parallel universes. They don't say we think we are. They say we are. This is exactly what's happening and where we're pulling the information, which makes sense because that's that's how you know the, the quantum computer works. Instead of going down one chain of gates, it's using every possible gate, you know, an infinite amount of gates of opening and closing of ones and zeros, right? And so that's why it's able to um, calculate so fast and it just keeps getting more and more and more uh, intense and, and who knows where they're at right now. And, and I just have a feeling that might be Maybe. what's causing that. It's just too simple. It just, it's just but, too weird that that's going on it, right now that we're developing it. The, Mande- the Mandela effect, the Mandela I think a lot effect, of it falls you know, into faulty fine. memory, especially when you got things like the Berenstain Bears. Um, I think it's just one of those things that we awesome. assume it's one way and it's not until later when someone points it out that you go, oh, like, like re- remember um, the Judas Priest album, uh, Stained Class. So when I first got that, I always thought it was stained glass. Never, never, never looked at it clearly until much, much later when someone yeah. called it stained glass. And I went, wait, it's class. And I looked at it when it is oh, class. Shit. And I mean, that's just, that was just a mistake, you know? Wait a minute. I thought it was stained glass too. <laughs> no, I did. You just blew me away too, because I did as well. I've always thought it was stained glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even the cover is like, stained glass i'm looking at it over on my shelf not looking at it but i can see like it's sticking out of a <laughs> corner i know where it is exactly where it is <laughs> i listen to it almost daily um yeah that's why yeah the bernstein well, bears that one threw me off. that's the one that kind of started it for me because i was just as a kid yeah i think that was right, the one right. right well mandela was the one obviously with mandela yeah but, that's what i meant Bears, I think, is what blew it up. And I do seem to remember it as EI, but I'm open to what you're saying because I'm I'm not, you know, because you do. We all do have faulty memories. Um, just look at crimes now, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh witnesses and that just saw something five minutes ago that that isn't even close to what happened, <laughs> you know, like off of CCTV. Um you know, that's how they get these people in these false confessions. In fact, one of these days, what I really want to get into, and I've, I've put that all over my stuff and I've spoken to them, but is to get into the, the Innocence um, Project. Oh, Jen, what is it? The, uh, um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you. The Innocence Project, um, because I've, you know, there's only a couple of uh, podcasts that deal with that. And I think it's because they get taken advantage of a lot, they're very protective over these people as well that they should from what these people have been through, you know, I mean, been in prison mm-hmm. for 30 mm-hmm. years, you know, an innocent of like, what would that be like? The, I mean, talk about a, pr- a prison of the, of the mind and soul and just everything. But these people, they come out and they're like the coolest and nicest. And it's like, they have no hate. They've got mm-hmm. nothing. It's like, they, they just change. I don't know what it is, but it's just amazing. And so I've talked to the chapter here about, you know, slowly inserting ourselves into that and then starting to do some episodes, hopefully with some exonerees. Mm-hmm. I think that would be uh, pretty cool. I just so, feel so, good. So, in doing so the it. other just thing is there's, there's and good. I just marked this article to talk about it on the show at some point, a quantum experiment suggests there's no such thing as an re- objective reality. And it, it it goes it's it's a fairly complicated article but it it suggests that not everyone is seeing the same reality uh and i've had that experience with personal experiences where some of us saw one thing and the others saw nothing at all when the thing we were seeing was very distinct well einstein said it it's all relative that's the point it's it's relative to everybody it's different completely different you're right i mean somebody would see something i think you did say that on something i listened to you somebody saw something it was either you or somebody else but then the other person didn't or like the thing you were talking about with your mom that's my brain creating a memory maybe 
Um, no, this, this would be more, you know, two people yeah, standing there, different. one person sees a UFO and the other doesn't. You know, what, what do you say about that? Was one person hallucinating or are they seeing right. two different realities? Is one person blocking it out because they mm-hmm. don't want to see it, you know? Or are the aliens blocking that and only making that one but person? But that's assuming that it's an alien, dealing you know, and not some other consciousness, away, you, know, right? that, you know, that's here all along. I have a feeling, to me, I've had, and I should have mentioned that when I mentioned about the beings at the end of my bed, because again, here's with the time thing again, that because I'm focused on that so much that I, I keep leaning and have been thinking about for a long time that it's really us from the future and maybe not so much aliens, because if it was, they would be interdimensional. All this crap about because that's what they say, you know, aliens can't well, make it here because based they on what we know them, about you know, the, the based on our technology, yeah. But that's not how they do it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right, right. It's all bull. It's all bull. But people believe it, you know, other than the people that think. But if it wasn't, then I would think that it would be us from the future here somehow traveling back in time. And I even thought that those beings at the end of the bed could have possibly even have been me and maybe with somebody else or an angel. I don't know. I, I just know. I, I don't know. But just possibly even myself trying to warn myself over something of other events that were going to occur later in my life. Didn't work. <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe that's what it was. Well, I and consider, but, um, you know, but yeah, it doesn't have to be influence aliens, of know? psychedelics, it, it, how it could be us. Um, one of us could be sitting here that didn't, um, you know, ingest anything the other did. And the realities, even though all of the objects, we're seeing all the same objects in the room and such, and we're seeing two different realities. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. But you know what's even more incredible than that? When you have Absolutely. those experiences yeah, and then all of a sudden oh, you have the God. exact same experience to see the same yes. things without talking about it. <laughs> and at the exact same time, yeah. yeah. Remember the fairies? Yeah. 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 But that could have, yeah, I don't yeah. know, you know, who knows? Yeah, I do too. The effect of that specific <laughs> type of, of LSD. I don't know. I think it was fairies. Well, <laughs> I I, I, I I try to avoid la- slapping believe. labels on anything too, which is which is one of the things I've I've tried to tried to get people to do because we don't know what this stuff is and, and without any way to verify what it is, the minute we put it in a box, we cut off any other information mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? So if, Yeah. Oh my god, what about scratches i sent you did you see that i mean what is that all about and i and that's another thing i didn't want to get into tonight because it'd be too long but i've been having that stuff happen to me for a, quite a while that hadn't happened in about 10 years but it was happening all the time all the time like all over my back but that just happened recently that i showed you i sent you those pictures and it just immediately appeared it, it just immediately and broke up from mm-hmm. the inside. So it wasn't like me or I was sleeping and it's passed out. And, and if, you ask, if you ask certain I mean, ghost what, hunters, they'll what, tell what you it's that? a demonic entity, especially it's since that? they came in three. Right. Where, yeah, whereas it might be something, demonic. as I said, yeah, it might be yeah, something yeah, trying to communicate with you, but it doesn't know how. So it, it's, it's, it's like a cat, you know, trying to get your attention by scratching at doesn't you, know not, not trying to hurt you, but the result is you get a scratch my covers pulled off of me and I felt hair like longish hair pull across my face which somehow makes me feel like there's some type of mm-hmm. female entity again not to put a label or to say if it were something I just lean that way because I've had that feeling more than once before where they've literally been pulled all the way off and then all of a sudden this big brush of hair goes across my my face now I don't know if that has Again, anything to do with these scratches. I mean, it's two completely different things. But the scratches on my back were occurring at that time. You know, and then they talk about, you know, succubuses and, and things of that nature. And I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Because I'm not really into to the, the, the whole ghost 
thing. Again, I know a well, little you, bit you about gotta figure, everything, we can be but nothing with something that we have no real so ability to perceive directly. And so it may have to take a form that we can understand. So to one person, it looks like one thing to another, and, and it will be based on what we expect in situations or um, perhaps if, if multiple people encounter it, it'll eventually assume that form. You know what I'm saying? You know, sort of almost topal like, but it, it has an external activity, but it needs some kind of camouflage to appear to us because we don't yeah. have any. Well, then you mm -hmm. got the, the hot and cold where I think maybe they're pooling energy, like you just said, because it takes so much energy for them to manifest. Entirely I guess possible. maybe yeah, that's why electronic that's devices pulling energy out of the air. I have a suspicion that a lot of this stuff is based around electricity yeah. and that our universe is, is far more electric than we realize. I mean, that's, that's the whole electric universe thing too, that, that I'm very uh, fond of. Electric. Yeah. I am too. I've gone down that hole and I like that as well. Yeah. I've got that pegged always to go back to and kind of look at because it does make sense. And then you look at the, um, you know, the, the pattern on, on Saturn and everything that Richard Hoagland does and, um, you know, talking about oh, the, the uh, tetrahedron. What, what is the angle? Is it the, the 4.19? I think it is. I can't remember. Yeah, the tetrahedron. But then there's a specific angle that's seen everywhere throughout the solar system on, on different rocks. And the biggest one to me, the one that drives me the craziest, is that monolith that Buzz Aldrin out oh yeah, I yeah. Ran to and looked, and it's just there on Phobos. Yeah, it's gigantic. Which is a mono. I mean, it is just astounding that, and it's. I don't. I mean, look, it could be natural, but the, the, again, the chances of something like that being natural, especially on that type of a mm -hmm. call, let's call it a planetoid or whatever you want to call it, because it's so small that it it's just, very possible. It's made. You know, I mean, who knows? Right? It just is very good I mean, to say that. It's lot, very possible. There's a lot of stuff that looks artificial <laughs> on made. Mars. Yeah. But it also looks like Mars it's went so through. It, it also looks like Mars went through a yeah, massive amount of destruction. Yeah. And, I, and I think Velikovsky had, had the right idea there that it probably collided with Venus, ripping part of it apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got people that isn't there. There's some, there's some glass portions or people have said that there might've been a, I don't know. I oh, think yeah. this is going yeah. a little far so, so, that there's evidence of a nuclear, you know, I, I had said that at first, but the more I looked 80, into it, the more I'm understanding where that comes far. from. And it comes from someone who was, a, uh, I believe he was a nuclear scientist and he's showing the, the, um, the elements in the atmosphere. Uh, and they only are found after nuclear explosions. Hmm. That we know of, yes, yes, but yeah. that—that's why. But that's that why I gave it a little of, more leeway than knows, I initially right? did when I found out a little right. more about it. It could be another. <laughs> we'll give it a seven. <laughs> Start giving things scale. Oh, it's been a great yeah. discussion. All right, we're right at an hour, guys. What do you think? Wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever. That's right. Can we get you back? Can we do this a few more times? We haven't even scratched the surface, pun intended. <laughs> I really did. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I believe in synchronicity. I do. I do. I, I believe people meet and mingle. And, you know, there are different lives that, you know, people tend to congregate and come around different things. So who knows? You know, that's a good positive thought to go out on Oh, I will. Um, yeah, let's uh, stay in touch, get better, can, feel better. Can, can I plug oh, my site real right. quick? Yeah. Yep. Um, you, you can find every everything where the road go related at where oh, yeah, dot com. That's links to everything, everything but our uh, Reddit, which I'm going to get up very soon. But everything can be linked from there. So if you go there, you can find all of our shows um, and links to everything, all our social media and stuff like that. And if you like heavy music, check out thelastexit.org. Great. Yeah. I will be doing that. I'm 
that for sure. And the only reason I'm not plugging our <laughs> social media yet is because we are so small and we haven't had time to catch up yet. But people, we will we'll catch up on our Facebook and Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. And I'm still trying to figure out Instagram. I need to admit that. But, uh, yeah, got to get that. Gotta get that figured out. Get some uh, professionals. And yeah. but I think once I get Wayne involved and and the, the producer and you know a lot of stuff will change for the positive, which is going to be really good. I'm just glad people yes, are listening. You. you know, it doesn't matter how many <laughs> sure. anybody that listens pulls up a pew, takes a seat, and learns something, anything. Right? It's a positive thing. Thank you. So, Thank you. It. You too. All right, Soraya. Thank you, my friend. We'll go with the outro. All right. You guys have a good night. We're out. Thanks for listening, and hopefully you've added something to your knowledge base. Subscribe now, and please give us a five-star rating. Spread the love, and feel free to leave a kind written review for us. Your humble hosts gain knowledge after every episode. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pull Up A Pew Podcast. That's P-U-L-L-U-P-A-P-E-W Podcast. Again, Facebook and Instagram at Pull Up a Pew Podcast. P U L L U P A P E W Podcast. And Twitter at Pull Up a Pew. Again, P U L L U P A P E W. Twitter at Pull Up a Pew. Please also consider supporting us through Patreon with anything you feel you can afford at patreon.com slash pull up a pew patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash pull up a pew that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-u-l-l-u-p-a-p-e-w we will also be doing shows and supporting the innocence project there can be no greater crime or misery than having your liberty and freedom taken away knowing you're innocent. So thanks for listening. And if you're a new podcaster and want to have advantages we can offer you through our partnership with Asander Production and Worldwide Motion Pictures, then email us at info at pullupapewpodcast.com. That's pullupapew, P-U-L-L-U-P-A-P-E-W, podcast. Dot com. <laughs>